The Fumishnais now are discussing two different courtyards which are next to each other, and they have something which is joining them, or something which is separating them. And the question arises whether we consider them to be two totally separate courtyards, such that they cannot make an air of Chatseris together, and they'll never be able to carry from one courtyard to the other one. Rather, they'll just make an air of Chatseris separately and carry within their own courtyards, or whether they are considered to be one courtyard totally such that they need to make one Erev Chatseris together, and if a member of one of the courtyards is not part of it, that will forbid everybody in both courtyards from carrying, because really they're considered like one big courtyard. Or whether it's sort of in the middle, meaning that it's considered two courtyards, but they also have the option of making one Erev Chatseris together, because they are two courtyards which are very much joined together. So we've already discussed a window in between two courtyards, we've discussed a wall, and the next one on the list is Choritz, a ditch. Which is in between two courtyards, and it runs along the entire width of the courtyard. If it doesn't run across the entire width, so if there's an area on the side of the ditch, which is at least four tvachim wide, so then you can already just go around the ditch into the next courtyard. So the ditch is not considered something which separates the two courtyards. So we're discussing a ditch which literally goes across the entire courtyard, or at least very much most of the width of the courtyard. And this ditch is at least omikasara, ten tvachim deep, and at least four tvachim wide. If it was less than four tvachim wide, you could just step over the ditch. So it's got to be at least four tvachim wide so that it does separate the two courtyards. So in such a situation, they would need to make two separate Erev Echatzeres, and they would not have the option of making one joint Erev Echatzeres, since they are considered two totally separate courtyards. Even if it's full of hay or straw, soft things like that, which are often anyway used for animal food. There's still a ditch over here, and you also don't plan on leaving the straw and hay there forever. You're going to give it to your animals to eat, so the ditch is still considered a real ditch which separates the two courtyards. However, Molly offers if the ditch is full of earth or stones, then then you need to make one area of joint together, because then it's definitely considered only one courtyard. You don't even have the option of making two separate areas since it's assumed that you intend to keep the earth or the stones there, filling in the ditch. So we view it as if there's not really a ditch over here anymore. So now this is considered like one large courtyard, which requires one Eruvichatseris. Mr. Dalit, going back to the case of the ditch, which is not filled with stones or earth, so it does separate the two courtyards and they are considered to be two separate courtyards. However, just like we saw in previous cases where the wall and with a window in between the two courtyards, if between two courtyards there is an entrance to get from one to the other, then they have the option of making one joint Erev Chatseris. It's still considered two separate courtyards, but they have the option of making one joint Erev Chatseris. Now when it comes to a ditch, what would be considered the entrance way from one to the other? So the mission gives an example, If somebody placed a board which is at least four Tvachim wide, over the ditch, so you can step over the board and get to the other side of the ditch. And says the mission of the same would apply to two balconies, one which is opposite the other. So the two balconies are definitely considered two separate um, domains, and they're not joined together. The question is, if you put a board across them, are they then able to make an area of together such that they will be able to pass things from one balcony to the other? So first the Mishnah says that it's definitely true that Ma'orv and Shnayim, they have the option of still making two separate Erev because they are considered to be two courtyards, or two different balconies. 
However, since there is a way of getting from one to the other, and that is considered like an entrance way, it's an access from one to the other, so if they wanted to, they could make one joint area of Chatzeris and be able to carry from one to the other. Ends off the Mishnah. If the board is less than Fortfachim wide, then it's not considered to be a real entrance or a real access way from one to the other. And then from Arvin Schneim, you have to make two different Erev Chatzeris. In the Aim Arvin Echad, you do not have the option at all of making one joint Erev Chatzeris because they are considered to be totally separate without real access from one to the other. Mishnah If there is a haystack, between two different courtyards, and that is what is separating the two courtyards. And it's at least 10 Tvachim high, and assumedly it's also at least 4 Tvachim wide. And whereas in the mission which discussed the case of a ditch which separates the two courtyards, we said that if there is hay or straw inside the ditch, then the ditch is still considered to be a ditch, and the, the hay is irrelevant, because we assume that the animals will come to eat the hay, and he doesn't intend to leave it there for a long time. Over here, the hay is considered to be a separation. Because since he made it into a haystack, right now he's not using it to feed the animals so much. And right now it's much larger, and even if animals do eat from it on Shabbos, we don't expect them to eat so much. And therefore this will remain to be a proper separation between the two courtyards. And because of that, Ma'orvin Shnayim, they would need to make two separate Erev Chatzeris for Eimarvin Echad, and they do not have the option of making one joint Erev Chatzeris. Now, what we're going to understand is as follows. The halacha is that if when Shabbos comes in, the separation is considered a good separation, then even if later on on Shabbos something happens to this separation, that does not forbid the people from carrying in their own courtyards. And so the mission says that Eimarachinimikan, the members of this courtyard can feed their animals from this hay in their courtyard, Eimarachinimikan, and members of the second courtyard can also feed their animals from that hay. And even though there is a risk involved of the pile becoming less than 10 Tvachim high, once the animals have eaten a lot of the hay, since when Shabbos came in, it was a good separation, and they're not totally removing all of the hay, it remains a separation even for the duration of Shabbos, and they can still carry even if it becomes less than 10 Tvachim high. Now the Gemara explains that they are still not allowed to literally feed the animal the hay, rather they can sort of lead the animals towards the haystack. And if the animal chooses to eat part of the hay, then that's okay. But they still cannot actually physically feed the hay to the animals, because ideally the separation should remain there for the rest of Shabbos. Now what happens if the smart hatevin me'asartfachim? If the pile of hay, the pile of straw, becomes less than 10 tfachim high, for example if the animals ate from it, and the way we're going to understand is that this is talking about where it happened before Shabbos came in. So if before Shabbos came in, it was already less than 10 Tvachim high, then then they have to make one big Erev Chatzeris together, and they have not got an option of making two different Erev Chatzeris, because there is no longer a separation which is valid to consider them as two different Chatzeris. However, as we explained, if this happens once Shabbos has come in, then it does not invalidate the separation, and they can still continue carrying in their own courtyards. Mishnah Vov. So the Mishnah has completed its discussion now of what is considered to be two courtyards, what is considered to be one courtyard, and the Mishnah asks, How does one make a Shidr Mavoyes? Now if you think about it, when it comes to an Erev Chatzeris, so there are only a few houses in the one courtyard, so the way an Erev Chatzeris was generally made is that each member of the courtyard would bring food and put it in one particular house, or maybe that person whose house it was being put in, he would go collecting food from each member, and since there were only a few houses, that was okay. But when it comes to Shidr Mavoyais, this is made for multiple courtyards, and it needs to work for each individual in the courtyards. So it's quite un- impractical to do it by one person gathering food from each individual person. It's much easier if there can be a way for one person to do it on behalf of everybody. 
And that's what the Mishnah has come to tell us. He can place down a barrel of wine, let's say, and he can declare as follows. Behold, this is for all of the people who live in the Mavoy. Meaning he is, a, he is giving it over to everybody who lives in the Mavoy. We're going to see how much wine exactly there needs to be. In a couple of Mishnah's time, we'll see how much food there needs to be for each person. But assuming there is enough wine for everybody, he transfers the ownership of this barrel of wine to now be jointly owned by everybody who lives in the Mavoy. And that's definitely a much quicker way of making Shudra Mavoyais. Now he has food, or he has a liquid, which is jointly owned by everybody, and that liquid is in a particular part of the Mavoy. It's in a particular courtyard, let's say. And so we consider that everybody is jointly owning that courtyard and that entire Mavoy. Now how exactly does he give over ownership of that to everybody else? In general, the way somebody acquires something is by lifting it up. But over here, if everybody has to lift it up, then it's just as impractical as collecting food from everybody. But the truth is, it's enough that one person lifts it up on behalf of everybody. If he lifts it up and acquires it on behalf of all the members of the Mavoy, that is good enough. However, the person needs to be concerned that the person who is lifting it up and acquiring it is able to do so. And the halacha is that one's little children, who are under the age of Barabbas Mitzvah, as well as one's non-Jewish slaves, everything which they own is really owned by the father or the master of the slave. And when they acquire something, it's like the father or the master is acquiring it himself. So just like it wouldn't help for somebody to transfer ownership of something by handing it over to his other hand, you can't do an act of acquisition by passing something from your right hand to your left hand. So too, you wouldn't be able to do it by passing something to your young son. And so the Mishnah says that a hen, he can give the ownership over to the members of the Mavoy, via his son or daughter who are above the age of Barabbas Mitzvah, or by giving it over to his Jewish male or female slave, or even to his wife, even though what a wife owns, the husband can use, and he has got some sort of possession and ownership of what she has. Nevertheless, she can still acquire things without him. At least according to the opinion of this Mishnah, her hand is not still considered to be like her husband's hand. And of course the Mishnah's examples here are just common examples and convenient ones. Since his family is around, it's much easier to get them to acquire it on behalf of the members of the Mavoy. And also uses these examples to compare it to to children who are under Barabbas Mitzvah, or to slaves who are non-Jewish. But of course you would be able to use anybody really. You could get a friend as well, who is above the age of Barabbas Mitzvah, and he could also acquire it on behalf of everybody in the Mavui. Okay, but the Mishnah ends off, He cannot transfer the ownership of the barrel via his son or daughter, who are under the age of Barabbas Mitzvah, nor can he do it via his male or female non-Jewish slave because their hand is considered to be like his hand and so you can't acquire something to them because it's like you passing something from one of your hands to your other hands and just like that certainly would not work so too this would not be a way of transferring ownership to everybody else